So I Married a Cinephile uses clips, quotes, and songs in fair use as commentary for movie review, with no intention for monetary profit or gain. So please don't sue us. We're just having fun. Ugh, I love this movie. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen this movie? Ben Farmer, and I'm a cinephile. I'm Megan Carver, and I'm a cine newbie. We watch all kinds of movies, new and old. And we let you know if you should watch them, too. Welcome back to So I Married a Cinephile. We're cruising now. Yeah. Yeah. Now we, well, now we have some steam under us because, you know, the Black Lives Matter is all taken care of. It's all fixed It's all now, wrapped up. So we don't have along to. Along with COVID. It's all you done. Know, guys, it's all if you're, good. Guys, if you're following the news on Fox News, you should know <laughs> That COVID is done. We flattened the curve. We saved lives. Santa's we did it. Back. The we can, tooth fairy. We can finally has say we can finally say Merry Christmas again. It's, the red cups are back and you in know, style. You don't have to be ashamed for you know being who you are. And, the, and unless who you are is anything that we don't like, in which case I don't want to hear about get it. Get out of my church. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just kidding we hope you guys are doing well yes. in what seems like week 42 of oh, this uh, pandemic Fuck. uh shout outs to texas and florida Woo! for setting some records today uh we hope you guys are doing well and we're not um, talking about temperatures no so uh yeah for all the people in texas that listen to us for anyone who's been living uh, i guess under a rock which is all of us yeah but uh texas and florida i think set one day records for covid cases this week so we're gonna yay yeah Guys, this isn't over, so stop treating it like it's over. Wear a mask. Damn fucking mask. Wear a mask. It's not like you know. It's not like you can decide. Hey, I don't like having sex with a condom on, so I'm just not gonna wear it. Well, Wait. It feels different. <laughs> it feels different. Mm-hmm. Breathing air feels different with a mask on, <laughs> but I'm not gonna get air herpes. And I look stupid. At any rate, Anyways. okay, we're getting off the road. We're getting way off. We track. have a very exciting guest Me that too. I have been stoked about having on for quite some time. Um, I'm so stoked, especially too, that he's on this one because he is a Disney fanatic. Mm. Like, well, uh, I'll, I'll, okay, I'm gonna introduce him. We have Stafford. Hello, hello. Hi, you guys. Hi. I just want you to know I was sitting back here this entire time, like trying not to audibly laugh. <laughs> all of that was hilarious. Oh, thanks. We're funny. That was we all did it. a little bit of what they call improvisation. Improvisational comedy. But also like with a nice message. I've been on I've been saying like this entire time, like please, please people stay home, wear your mask, especially because I'm from Florida. So like I'm trying to make a nice positive impact on my friends in Florida and none of them are listening, but I'm trying. Um, so good message, great message. Yeah, you try. Yeah. Uh, I mean, everything I've been listening to, uh, like it sounds like I, I think Greg Abbott is the mayor or not mayor, he's the governor of Texas, but there's so much like confusion around like, 
because they they had pretty much reopened the entire state mm -hmm. and now that these cases are spiking again he's having to like pull back the reopening but i'm like you guys were pretty much all the way open anyway yeah yeah so and i love how they said it's not a, a full about pace it's a half about well, face i'm like that's not a thing right that would be literally instead of you turning the other way you're just turning half the way and walking into the wall instead of going <laughs> the other direction like half and about face is not a thing Oh. Is it? And then in Florida, they stopped alcohol uh, from being sold in bars. Did you guys see that? I did not. No. I knew, I knew yeah. bars in Texas were closed, and I think that happened either today or yesterday. Be because, again, people were so confused about, like, okay, if we're, if we're rolling back opening, right. then can we still go outside? Can we, uh, you know, like, do we have to wear masks? And yes. there are still people out there who were like, you know, my body, my choice. And I'm like, where were, where were you guys on where like the pro choice Where were you guys when movement? we were talking about abortion? Yeah. Anyway, so well, here we are. Here we are. And so, I'm excited to have Stafford on. Totally separate. has nothing to do with that. <laughs> Abortions. Okay, yeah. I know. <laughs> Abortion cut to Stafford's a Disney fanatic. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you know, same thing. I will say, I so whenever I hear the word like Disney fanatic, I'm like, oh, Stafford's absolutely crazy and has nothing better to do with his time, which is not 100% false. Um, but I like, I, I, on my Twitter feed, it's literally just like Disney news. Like my Twitter is actually just like a nice, really positive bubbly place um and so whenever i actually hear someone audibly say like stafford likes disney i'm like no i don't oh wait i do <laughs> can, like that knee-jerk defensive can you yeah, give, yeah can you give our audience a little bit more uh specifics as to why well you what your like, relationship what, is, what your relationship yeah. is, it is a storied tale if i remember rightly and we don't have time. This is only like an hour long podcast. And I just don't want to. Elevator pitch. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so me and my family always had gone to Disney whenever we lived in Pennsylvania. We went once a year. And then whenever they got laid off, uh, we moved down to Florida. And we like, obviously, we're in Florida. We're in Orlando. Um, so we went to Disney all the time. My dad worked at Disney for a very, very long time. And then my first job was at Disney. And I stayed at Disney for six years, I think um six years and um i just i had like the best time with the best jobs met the best people and um yeah that's about it and i think that my obsession kind of like it started in early infancy and then it just like grew and grew and now i am just a really big dis nerd what's what's the what was the thing that you corrected me on the the original disney movies that you're like don't ever say that again what the the I was talking like the xenon. Uh, oh, decoms. 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 What is it? Here's this is so weird because I I tell oh, I tell this to a lot of people and like it's marketed as decom, but no one calls it a decom. Disney Channel original movie. Um, they shorten it to decom. Uh, so, it's like it's a whole thing. I love me some decoms. They were like five dollars <laughs> on Amazon one day, and I just went ham. Just a minute. Disney Plus. <laughs> I just downloaded all of them. So many good decoms. Yes. I don't That's I didn't watch a ton of decoms. No, like again, no, no. I watch Xenon Princess, whatever not Xenon Princess. What's the Xenon Girl of the twenty first century? Yeah. And then there's also Halloween Town. Yes. Which was shot in Portland. Was it? Yeah. Was it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Portland, Oregon. That's a great fact. I had no idea. Mm -hmm. We have a little tiny bit of Disney knowledge for you. Right. I love that. 
<laughs> there's even an Oregon tie to the movie we're talking about today. There so, is? Yes, there is. <gasps> oh. oh. Yeah. Wait, I think I might you know. Think you I love your trivia segment, so I cannot wait I to hear it. Honestly, people have said that that's like their, one of their favorite parts of the podcast. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. At any rate. Um, so, uh, Stafford, really quickly, how has your week been? Because we talk all the time. So how has your week been? My week has been pretty interesting, pretty okay. I, you know, getting cabin fever and I just don't know what to do with all of this, like, whatever. Um, so pretty good, I feel like, in any rate. I, there's like some weird things happening with a bachelorette party that I'm supposed to be going to. So me and my friends were up until 4 a.m. talking about that um, <laughs> and like whether or not to like reschedule it and do it and all of this kind of fun stuff. Um, so a little bit hectic, but a lot of fun. I've been, um, I'm going to, before you like ask, I'm just going to tell you I have a podcast. Um, and so I've been working a lot with that and just trying to like make it like the best that it can possibly be um so a lot of that but then again a lot of like what is anyone actually doing in quarantine (laughs) yeah i mean like we're we have a special case where we're out in the middle of like god's blind spot so you know we we... very very rural new hampshire where (laughs) i've spent my week you know pitching hay bales and like doing yard work and yeah you know like wait actually like yeah, literally like hands are- oh he yeah. literally threw like 300 hay bales the yeah. other day i thought that was a funny joke and okay then, and when i walk with rocket and it's like oh there's a fox like that's that's the world that we live in and i'm like i'm gonna go do a big treat yourself i'm gonna go to duncan right for a Ooh. latte that was a big treat yourself was, was it a duncan baskin robbins combo or just a no, straight just straight duncan okay you gotta go harder it, it's attached to a Dunkin' Donuts up here, right. so... This one was attached to a Verizon, though, so while you get your phone plan updated, you can also get a dozen donuts. That's right. Did you know... Okay, you might not know this, Stafford. The, one Dunkin'. of their donuts that they had, the old-fashioned donut, which is yeah. just the plain one, that one originally used to have a little bump on it Okay. that you held so you could dunk it in your coffee. Oh! That's why it's Dunkin' Donuts. Oh. Whoa! Yep. Wow. I'm learning so much. I need to come on this podcast more. <laughs> okay. I mean, we're some, not going to fight you. We got some facts. Yes. We got some... Uh, um, so, speaking, speaking of... Oh, fuck. How do we transition? Wait, wait. No, 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 no. No, no, no. How are you guys? How is your week? Oh, Duh. Uh, uh, I'm good. I, uh, it's my... Upcoming is my last week at B12 Ooh. as a launch specialist, and then I'll be moving over to copywriting. Um, I worked out. tap dance i did i did tap dancing and i got my first um handstand tripod handstand uh in yoga today which was very exciting yes good job i'm not very good at it but i got my toes above my butt so that's all i cared about (laughs) that's all i cared about i need you to explain what a tripod Handstand, uh, headstand. So it's like I'm. It's yeah, really head literally. Yeah, hands. So that's tripod. No, no. This, oh. This is what my head is doing. Like the floor is here, and I'm like this. And then you start out with your legs wide, like you're you're bent over like this. Mm-hmm. And then you engage your core, and then bring your feet up. But you like okay. bend your knees. You don't just go whoa. You don't do that. <laughs> you got to take your time. Going Since there. this is a podcast, a lot of our listeners may not be able to visualize what we just described so um you can look it up you can look it up (laughs) or if you want to find us on youtube i i moved my arms around so you can find us on youtube (laughs) as well um so we're doing good um speaking of trying new things 
and things that might be a little bit unknown to you. And stuff you didn't know about food. And stuff you didn't know about food. We, we watched... Ratatouille. Ratatouille. Hey. Hey. My first time seeing Ratatouille. Yes. My it, third time? It was one of those Disney Pixar's that, let's see, it, it came out um, 2007. So when it came out, I like just uh, graduated uh, from my conservatory. I remember seeing. Well, it was about no, because I had just graduated. Right, I graduated in two thousand six. Yes, so it came out the next year. I remember seeing posters and commercials for it. I thought it was like, oh, it's a rat who can cook. Right. I don't like. I didn't really have much interest beyond. I can't remember how I saw it. I might have been babysitting. The the plot in itself, like it, the movie really surprised me. I was telling Megan it, 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 uh, it, it went in some directions that I didn't expect. It's no sorry to bother you. It's right, right. (laughs) It's it's definitely not a sorry to bother you. Wait, Stafford, uh, when did you first see it? See, that's a great question. So you're saying this 2007. I was in seventh grade in 2007, so I'm <laughs> unsure. I don't think I watched it in theaters. I may have watched it. Oh, you know where I saw it? I saw it, and let me, I just want to make sure. It came out in June, June 29th of 2007, so I saw it in summer camp. Oh! Wow. Okay. Okay. okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, so I, I, like, I remember seeing it and obviously Disnerd over here, like, thinking that it was great. And not, not, I was in seventh grade, so I didn't really have expectations for a movie. I was just, like, right. watching it for a movie value. Right. Um, but well, I ended up, okay. I ended up really liking it. It's not one of my favorite Disney Pixar films, but it's pretty good. It's yeah. Good. And I don't know if I would, like, elevate it up there with, like, Toy Story or The Incredibles, but at the same time, it was, it was good. Like mm-hmm. it was watchable start to finish. Like it's it's almost two hours long, which is surprising. I yeah. feel like that's yeah. very long for a children's movie. Yeah. But it engaged me pretty much the there whole time. There are so many fun parts about yeah. this movie that yeah. like little things that like they just tied up that you forgot about that like would come in. Yeah. Like, yeah. So well written. So let's. Uh, so good story. I'm gonna break down the plot via IMDb. Uh, a rat who can cook makes an unusual alliance with a young kitchen worker at a famous restaurant. I mean, it's accurate. That's so boring, though. It's so boring. There's not enough. No, there's no spice in that. Right. (laughs) Vanilla. that's uh, our opportunity to kind of break into the plot, I guess. I guess. Do you want to do the cast, though? Oh, the cast. uh, An amazing voice cast. Uh, The guy who plays Linguini, uh, his name is Lou Romano. He actually doesn't have that many other credits. He uh, is he any any relation to Ray? He's worked. Uh, he worked in the art department on Tim Burton's Dumbo, which came out in twenty Um As an actor, he's done no uh, some for voices for some Ratatouille spinoffs. Um, let's see, like uh, yeah, there there were a couple of two or three Ratatouille spinoffs. Uh, he had some minor voice roles in the Incredibles movies, so he's worked with director oh, Brad. Oh, so he's done a bunch of stuff for Pixar with, then. Uh, I think he's a yeah. Pixar kind of guy. Yeah. yeah. Brad, I'm seeing Brad Monsters, Inc., Incredibles, uh, Cars. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And Brad Bird directed, I think, he did the, I think he did the Incredibles. I don't know if he directed Cars, so mm-hmm. maybe it's just one of those things where he knew the director and he uh, yeah. gave him a shot. But uh, kind of rounding out the cast, Patton Oswalt, who uh, voices uh, Remy the Rat, Amazing. who's the lead in the film. 
Uh, Brad Garrett from uh, Everybody Loves Raymond uh, plays uh, really? Stowe, who's the uh, <laughs> who's mostly oh my god, I didn't he's mostly even know a ghost that. in this movie. A what, ghost. What I didn't know there are so many actors who I love who have passed on. Uh, specifically, Brian Dennehy uh, plays Django, who is Remy's dad. Um, Ian Holm, Sir Ian Holm, who just recently passed away, mm-hmm. Bilbo Baggins plays uh, Skinner, who's like the short head chef Aww. who's out to kind of get Linguini. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Ian Holm, I think, passed away last week. Yeah. Uh, so rest in peace there. But also Peter, Peter O'Toole O'Toole. plays Anton Ego, who's the food critic. Janine Garofalo plays uh, Colette, who oh, is Linguini's love. love interest. I loved her And in even this. like James Remar and Will Arnett like, and what? John Ratzenberger. John Ratzenberger did the voice of the piggy bank in the Toy Story movies. Oh my god. I think he's one of those guys that's in like every Pixar movie. Is that, is yeah. that him? Yeah. And, yeah, and he may have like a lifelong contract that I get to be in every Pixar yeah. movie. So you have these really great kind of well-known actors uh, filling out these kind of minor side roles of the other kitchen staff members, yeah. uh, which I really liked, uh, but directed by Brad Bird, who again directed both Incredibles movies, so he's done a lot of work for Pixar. Yeah. Um, and he also uh, helped write a movie called The Iron Giant, which came out in 1990. Yeah, so good. Yeah. So I haven't good. seen that one. Yeah. So that kind of rounds out our uh, cast and director. It looks so- like Brad Bird also was Anton Ego's butler, something that I didn't know. Wait, what? Wait, he voiced, oh, oh, he voiced the, the butler. butler in oh. the movie. In Ratatouille, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm like, it's like one scene where he goes- That's a really odd thing for him to be a butler and then have him be involved in the- <laughs> And then he's now directing two <laughs> butlers. Um, butler, okay. as it turns out. Sure. So we open the movie meeting, uh, meeting Remy and uh, his family, and they're yes. all sort of going through the garbage, but Remy- we come Has to find out gift. he does. He has a very unique talent, which happens to be like a Toucan Sam thing. He's got <laughs> something going on with his nose. He's very good at, uh, it's actually a profession and I don't really know what it's called off the top of my head, but there are people, like the FBI has people who like sniff out. What? Uh, Those like, are called dogs. Like, so, <laughs> the FBI has 50 German Shepherds on staff. Me too. Those are called uh, dogs. <laughs> but no, like it's, uh, I, I forget the name, but they actually have people who, uh, if if they're trying to uh, find someone who sent an anonymous letter to the FBI, they have people who can like sniff the letter or the page itself, find out where the paper came from, the kind of ink that was really? used, uh, and they can break down by location, you know, That's where so these suspicious freaking... items come from. It's crazy that maybe like actually let's leave that to a dog maybe (laughs) yeah but actually though like Like, (laughs) that's kind of a movie in itself where like what what would your life be if you went to a cocktail party and was like so what do you do you'd be like i smell letters like sniff envelopes um (laughs) (laughs) he's going around the room sniffing people you smell of bergamot well i bet it pays really well is that vista print in your pocket that must like what? Uh, That's bonkers. So At not, any rate. not only does Remy have like this heightened sense of smell, he has like a very refined taste. Yes. So he He's is very different from his family, right. who really are just like in it for survival. Yeah. And yeah. Mm-hmm. he the for whatever reason wants to elevate beyond survival. Mm-hmm. He wants to thrive. Um, how does he find out, and maybe you guys remember, how does he uh link up with uh Gusto, who is this very famous chef who's got his own 
cookbook, his own yeah. TV show. Is that just something he sees on TV? No. So I think I think there's a scene in the beginning where uh, the old lady is watching TV and right. Gusto's going through this whole like anybody can cook thing. Anybody can cook. Yeah. Um, and then I could be completely lying, but I think on the cookbook that he's like floating on when he's like in the sewers, it may be right. a Gusto thing. Yeah. Um, but I so think if anything. It, the television recall, maybe. Yeah, because what he does is, I think it's that he decides he idolizes that he Gusto. wants, mm -hmm. he, but it doesn't come from that. It originally starts because he smells something in the kitchen, and he goes into the kitchen and then sees the woman's asleep, and then sees that she's watching this cooking show, and then he starts to fall in love with this whole Gusto cookbook and cook mm -hmm. stuff. And he sees that there's a cookbook and starts reading it. And so mm -hmm. over time, he starts to learn all of these different recipes. Um, so I have a feeling like he's been doing this for a while. And, and he's then, very shocked when he finds out that Gusto is dead. Right. And he yeah. finds that out as he and his rat brother are like rummaging through the old lady's kitchen. Right. Uh, this lady was apparently alive during <laughs> World War II when the Nazis invaded she's got, like, France. A gas because mask. she has a gas mask. She and has she, a shotgun that is um, loaded with buckshot. I mean, I'm you know, going like, ah, and calling the exterminator. She's like, she's I'm gonna shoot. I'm gonna blow up my house. <laughs> yeah. Her entire house. Like, she has fought Which off then I, the Third I loved Reich before. too, because you didn't realize, because like, when his, so like, effectively what happens is, is that Remy wants to show his brother, hey, this is what good food tastes like, and his brother isn't quite getting it. He's like, look, let's just get this one spice, and you'll understand. And so is then that's saffron? when, it's saffron. Yeah. Fucking mm -hmm. typical saffron. <laughs> so, that's when uh, they go to the lady's house uh -huh. to get the saffron, and right. then she sees them, and then, like, there's the whole shooting thing, and Remy yells, don't, you're going to lead her to the colony. Mm -hmm. she, he goes up into the roof. Which happens to be in the lady's roof. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which, that's when you realize, you're like, I had no idea these were in, this was I didn't know, like, colony. I didn't oh. Could you imagine, like, being in her steps? Like, I understand why she demolished her house, because, like, I don't want to live there anymore. Are you kidding? Maybe, no. Maybe as New Yorkers, that's probably something we would have found out if, like, we... Like, I wouldn't like, want to... You go investigate. a wall of our apartment like, building or something. Don't, like, just don't tell just me about don't it. Tell me I don't want to know. This movie actually changed the way that I... Kind of like how Wally changed the way I see cockroaches. This movie changed the way how I see rats, because we had a little mouse in our apartment... And I named him. I named him Oscar. Um, and he was just like this super cute, like, like scruffy little rat that we had. He's since gone away, and I'm very sad about it. But I don't know. Him and his colony could be on our roof. I don't want to find out, actually. And Megan had, had pet yeah, rats. I had rats growing up. Shut I, up. I had two little pet rats growing up mm. until I became allergic to them because that's my journey in life. Mm. <laughs> um, become allergic uh, to life. Tiger and, um, oh, my God, Salty and Tiger. Mm. That's cute. Yeah. I had friends who owned rats, but there were also mice in our college dorm. And they used to uh, like physically climb the walls because some of the uh, the drywall oh, yeah. was kind of sticking out in places. So they could grab on. And we always kept our food like way up high on top of the fridge or on top of the chest of drawers. <laughs> and I remember laying in bed, uh, always just seeing these mice just like Spider-Manning up the wall to like get to the cookies. Um, so yeah, maybe it is one of those movies that helps you like change your relationships with I do, Okay, I have, I have notes about this. You do? So, okay, okay well, we're going to get to it. So, <laughs> the, basically, the whole colony is, like, screwed. Like, so, and it's during this 
of course, right when a rainstorm happens. So then Mm -hmm. they all run to the river and it's like, we have been training for this and like, go, go, go. So then that's (laughs) when Remy's separated from his family. And but he grabs the cookbook before he, he the leaves the old lady's house. The important thing. He's like, no, 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 I can't leave without this because right. I want to learn how to cook. And so, so then he's... that's when he goes into the sewer. He gets separated from his family and then gets kind of like washed along the side of the sewer and um, ends up in ends up in unknowingly in Paris, Paris. right underneath uh, Gusto's restaurant. That is very lucky. The scene where he's like running through all of the different um, oh yeah rooms and yeah. houses. Whoa, I have to talk about that. There is a moment <laughs> where, if I remember correctly, <laughs> stop me if I'm wrong, but there is a woman pointing a gun at a man's yes. face, and he's yes. like, "You don't have the guts." <laughs> yes, and then she like throws it down, and they start making out or yeah. something. She like was he, that. They, like, and then the gun goes off and he goes back to see them and then they start making out that really like shook me for a sec (laughs) I'm like whoa 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 was that Disney like making fun of of French people for being like really impassioned was this like a joke about domestic abuse oh god I hope not a gun to a man's face and he's like you don't have the guts and I'm like whoa (laughs) holy shit what is happening? And like, this movie really took a turn. Yeah, it really did. And then they start making out. I'm like, I don't know if I'm okay with that. And then Ratatouille is just like rolls his eyes, like, uh, uh, typical. Typical. Fran. You know. So I think it's they're making fun of. Okay. Yeah. Just, passionate. That's one of the moments nonsense. that I have. Okay. That's kind of what I took from it too. Yes. Like everything is so high stakes, and, and there's so, such a passion. And people. while it's leading through all of this, he's being led through by Gusto's ghost. Ghost. So, okay, here's the thing. Is it a ghost or his imagination? I oh, think it's his imagination, definitely. That's the Hamlet question, yeah. <laughs> I think it's his imagination. Because, like, I don't know. Where would... I don't know. I feel like a ghost would just be a little weird. Like, he's, like, seeing Gusto and, like, loves Gusto. Is that his name, Gusto? Is that how you pronounce it? Gusto. 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 Um, yeah, I think it's just, like, a figment of his imagination. And I think he says that, too. He's like, I'm oh, in your brain. Right. Like, I'm in your I'm mind. In like, your where else would I, I be? You know? Yeah. 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 Um, but it, it does make one pause and be like, okay, like, are you... Are you okay? Like, He's a rat, okay? Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. This is a rat learning how to cook. No. This is a rat who is learning how to cook who talks to ghosts, you know? Uh, it's a very layered character. Yeah. So... <laughs> I, but I do love that scene where he's like running between all the different apartments yeah. and, and like the how he ends up at Gusto's. That's one thing I really appreciate about Disney for any and all of their animated movies. Like they take the people that animate the characters take time to learn about the creature, yeah. mm-hmm. learn about the environment that they're in. Like they do not scam. Well, back in the I mean, day, before... No- Jinx. We're about to jinx each other. Okay, go. go, you go no, it. you go, please. Okay, well, I mean, I remember very specifically watching a lot of the behind-the-scenes footage for the original Lion King. I knew it. Oh, I was thinking where I was wondering. You, oh. see, you see the artists, like, they bring in Cups. these live animals with, like, trainers to make sure, but all of the artists and animators come in with their physical sketchbooks and <laughs> pencils 
and start racing and just start like doing all of this and that's where they get like their original right framework mm-hmm. for the animals they need to bring to life what were you going to say Stafford? Anyways. i was going to say like they did the same kind of thing with um i think it's alice in wonderland um like disney would cast like actual real life actors to kind of do the same thing like they did with like the lions and tigers and bears um and like just see their movements and huh. better animate them yeah. That's right. I actually remember they did that for. Uh, um, Is that the original for Tinkerbell one? for Peter Pan? I think so. Wow. They because I remember there was a gal that was like she is Tinkerbell. They dressed yeah. her up in an outfit and she would like they made this massive keyhole. Yeah. And she like would like hook herself through it and like do all this stuff and they based off of her movements. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. I uh, you know we come from you know a time when we we were we were like we the, come from a time the trifecta of disney where with computers. you know you had you had a hand. beauty and the beast you had aladdin you had oh the lion king but all three of those movies like i think came out within a year or two of each other whereas the mm-hmm. other people that are older than us are like i was here for bambi and snow right. white <laughs> in the 1930s and right. 40s uh, so yeah, like we're using technology for animation now, and you know there there are like pros and cons to that. But um, no, no props to the animators for, especially the ones at Pixar who kind of took us in this whole new direction, oh, be- beginning so with Toy Story. So then at um, this anyway. point, uh, he Remy has found his way to Gusto's restaurant and like sees all this stuff happening. While that's happening in Gusto's restaurant, there's this sweet. Skinny redheaded, gangly redheaded boy named Linguini. Named Linguini, because that's a thing. Uh, That was always so weird to me. It was always so uncomfortable. I was like, I don't, I don't feel okay calling you Linguini. I really don't. Right? It's like Linguini Alfredo. What is? And he's got like a story, but we'll kind of get into that. Yeah, so he's, he's like, there. He's like the mop boy. Right. He's told. He gives the chef, the sous chef, a letter saying, hey, my dead mom said to give you this and you'll give me a job. And he reads something and he's like, oh my God, uh, uh, fine, I guess you can be the- The garbage boy. Garbage boy yeah, or yeah. something. Um, so then uh, something happens- He accidentally spills something in the soup. Yes. And he's trying to like correct it. And then like Remy the rat is watching from the roof being like, no, 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 you're screwing it up. Which also too, I know you don't know this because you're off of the internet, but- <laughs> Yes. Uh, <laughs> There are so many memes of Remy's throw-up face. Yeah, yeah. Are there really? There, this there. movie is actually so many, like, very gifable and very memeable, <laughs> and like has withstood the test of time. Really, I'm not surprised by this, that. The one of it is just the like the face that you make when mom brings out the fruitcake or something. It was like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh. Interesting. Or like, but then it gets worse than that. And then there was another one. Well, okay, I don't want to get to that one. So Remy finds his way into the kitchen. He's trying to like correct what this skinny kid is like messing up in the soup. Uh, With Remy's help, uh, he's able to correct the soup. Not only that, but like make it even better. better. And it kind of lifts the restaurant into this new level of notoriety because Gusto's restaurant has kind of been losing stars it used to be a five-star restaurant now it's only a three right because now people are like finding interest in it again because of this new amazing soup so now the thing is is that he like linguini effectively realizes like holy fuck this rat knows how to cook yeah and he's like well i need this job and i don't know how to cook so we need to figure this out so instead of throwing the rat in the river he brings him home and he starts teaching him how to cook i fucking love that montage of oh him just like Throwing, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. The cooking montage, which is something yeah. I really want to discuss about 
the mechanics of how that works. Okay. If you let a rat <laughs> under your head. Stafford says be quiet. And if, it's not just if, let it be. If someone starts pulling your hair and you start like waving or kicking your leg, you have a neurological disorder and you need to go to the hospital. Please, we beg you. <laughs> I mean, like, but there was an overheard New York that I heard that was like, I hate it when he when he holds my hair when I go down on him because I feel like he's the rat from Red. <laughs> <laughs> See, I wouldn't have understood that yeah, at no, all. I told I you that and you didn't understand it. Like, uh, I remember I told you that you're like, oh, that's weird. And I was like, you don't get it. That is hilarious. I love that. But this <laughs> like, that. clearly has a neurological issue. Yes. But I love the laughing noises that he makes when that happens. He's like, uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> So we go, again, we go through this whole montage of Remy learns that if he gets onto Linguini's head and starts pulling his hair well, in no, certain wait, directions. We're missing another very important what part. What are we missing? We're missing he doesn't know how to get him on the head. He, at first he puts him in his pants. And he starts biting yes. him. Yes. <laughs> scratching him and shit. Like. That's another big meme. That's <laughs> another really? big meme where it's like you just see the picture of the pants pulling up and Remy being like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> like that's another huge meme. That's all over the place. So they figure out this great system of like uh, having Remy basically control Linguini's movement. Right, uh, by gaping on his hair. To where he can mm -hmm. put the proper ingredients in to make some amazing food. Which who came up with that? Like, what it's a pretty brilliant fucking idea. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's it, weird though because it's very much. It's. I feel like it's a. I feel like a lot of Pixar movies are realistic, um, mm. and not like so realistic. Like ants cannot talk, but like they do realistic-ish things. Right. And I feel like this is one of like the ones where we just don't have that kind of realism just for that one moment everything else is pretty fine but yeah just right. i think that, that was the big suspension of disbelief for yeah. me was just sort of allowing that to be oh this is how we're doing it and right. i think that montage really helped it made it really charming yeah and it it kind of added to linguini's sort of awkwardness right, but it's mm -hmm. all, there's also something uh you know really uh, uh compelling about it mm -hmm. and uh he uh yeah, he kind of grows from it, too. Now, there's this one thing that we haven't touched on, which is, like, a theme for Remy, which is don't steal food. Yes. Yes, which is very important. And it's interesting that, like, at the beginning of the movie, he tells his dad, like, we steal food, and his dad's like, it's garbage. It's not stealing if nobody wants it. Mm -hmm. um, so then we've had a couple of different instances where effectively... What's going on? Sorry, I just... Uh, uh, voiceover. Oh. Continue. Ben has voiceover. Ooh. <laughs> well, I, I was opening IMDb again, and I was like, oh, oh email, email. From, oh. You know, voice anyway. Uh, what was uh, I saying? Uh, don't steal food. So don't steal yes. food. So then, um, like, and that's reinforced with Linguini. He's like, oh, th this tastes great, but it looks like you, where did you get this stuff from? He's like, oh, from that lady over there. He's like, don't fucking no, steal man. food. Um, so that's like a theme throughout. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was interesting because it's like he says at the beginning, like, Dad, we steal food. Like, he doesn't like the fact that they do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then that's the thing that, the precisely the thing that gets him in trouble. And he keeps doing it. Well, I think it's because, like, I don't know, you can't find gourmet cheese in the dumpster, you know, right. or like a strawberry in the dumpster. And he, like, has these refined palates for of rats that you just can't find 
in the garbage. <laughs> I guess so. That's yeah. true. So that makes sense. At least it made, that's how I made it make sense, I guess. Yeah. Okay. okay. Maybe that is so, kind of fill in the blanks. So then effectively he starts to like Linguini, AKA Remy, tends, starts to like build like his presence in the kitchen with the guidance of Colette. Yes. Who mm-hmm. I fucking love. So funny. So good. Terrifying. Like oh, she, she's she gets out, she gets out three knives at the beginning and is like like telling him like here's how it is and like you I look love around you and how and I love her through line that's like do you see any other men in this kitchen? There are no other men. I am the or oh, wait. Women no, yeah. Women, women, women. There are a lot of men in the kitchen. Strike that. Strike that. Let's go back. Women in the kitchen. I'm the only woman in the kitchen. Like, yeah. Oh she my god. Like, and she, she has this fiery passion. Like, she loves food. She loves cooking. And she is in a difficult world that is always against her. Mm-hmm. And so, and that comes back into play too, which I loved that as well. Yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. Very strong uh, female character, and the two of them eventually well we're not quite very well we're 40 yet. minutes into the podcast we are 40 minutes into the podcast so you're right if we keep we're wrapping up <laughs> we um, could we could go into okay, detail so then uh it, it gets better um and then uh the cook the the cook is suspects that there's like some nonsense happening this yeah. is why mm-hmm. it's a two-hour movie it is it's a long movie for a pixar okay wait yeah. after you go you so skinner is suspicious time. because he's like how does this boy know how to cook yep. um all the while knowing and maybe i'm like jumping back and forth oh, but fine. he's like super suspicious how is this guy cooking and then i guess like through a shadow in his hat he sees a rat and then he goes on this like witch hunt to be like there's a rat under your hat and like just doing all of these things um goes and even like goes as far as getting a dna sample from linguini um but he gets a dna sample because we find out that when he opens a letter he is a distant relative of Gusto. No, Linguini is his. Oh, it's it's his son. Yes, his son that he had with uh, some woman that Gusto like uh, left behind or something. Or there was like this whole other kind of interesting backstory where, uh, oh, Iraqi. Uh, where, uh, yeah, Gusto apparently had this woman that he really loved, and they had a kid, and maybe the woman never told him that he had a We didn't son. get any backstory on that, but to me, it was a two-hour movie. It was quick. Movie. Yeah. It and, was quick. Which I thought was really uh, kind of an interesting twist, because they, they maybe uh, led you to believe that because he's Gusto's son, he just naturally knows how to cook, but right. that's not true at all. Mm-hmm. We, mm-hmm. we come to find. Um, so then, uh, things are getting better and, uh, The restaurant's the, doing really well. The one critic who actually was responsible for taking away one of their stars yes. gets word and he's like, um, that's some bullshit. Like, no, this is <laughs> a bad restaurant. It's you bad. Should, I don't know how it'd be good. Right. Like, they're so I, bad that they're selling, like, frozen food. There's no way. Yeah. That's yeah. right. The frozen food. I forgot yeah, about Skinner's that. trying to like like market out Gusto's name and image to sell like burritos, and like Chef Boyardee, like, food, yeah. and like yeah. some like he's trying to like put. He's trying like, to monetize. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Gusto's uh, image into almost every major food culture there is. Yes. Like Mexican food, Chinese food, mm-hmm. um, which is of course very super very offensive. true to life. Yeah, and very and very offensive because Gusto is dead. Right. Um so yeah the, the <laughs> restaurant is doing well. Uh Skinner finds out that Linguini uh is no, Gusto's... No, the, the chef the, the critic says 
um, okay, I'm gonna come back. And yes. he comes back. You that's better. only, sorry, that's only after we push Skinner out of the restaurant. So Skinner's no longer oh. in the restaurant because um, he finds out that, like, Linguini finds out that he's, like, the rightful heir of the restaurant. Yes. Right. And yeah. so Linguini uh, ends up taking it over. Uh, Skinner's out of the picture. So he and But Colette he wants are... to try to sabotage. So, like, he starts calling people to be like, oh, there's a rat infestation. Mm-hmm. Like, he calls, the guy's like, I'll come back in, like, three the months. food inspector, which we end up, like, getting later to later. Later on, yes. So funny. Um, I loved that. So that was yeah, one of my favorite buttons. Ego, of course, like, it all culminates with, like, Ego showing up uh, to review the restaurant again. And he's like, you better impress me because I've heard all these things. Um, but on the same night, we end up finding out that not only is there a rat in the kitchen, but when everyone tries to kill Remy the rat, Linguini stops them and he says, look, I don't know how to cook. Everything you guys think you know about me or admire about me, I actually have no talent. The only reason the food's any good is actually because of this rat. Well, and we're missing the the big fallout too, which was- Because he gets a little high and mighty. Right, Remy's the stealing food. Oh, but and then also I don't know if it's like a high and mighty moment. Lingu- no, no, that- Linguini is oh, high and mighty. Oh, right, he's yeah. kind of getting a little full of himself right. about and he's like, like, how good he is when he's like, because he's like bought this amazing apartment that right. like, overlooks the Eiffel Tower. So he's like, he's effectively kind of saying like, I'm fine without you, I'm even though shit. Right. he can't do anything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, wait, no, there's what Stafford? What happens with um? The falling out with the rat? Yeah, it's... So he's letting his family come into the freezer and take food. And um, Linguini, they have like a fight. And then Remy's like, you know what? Forget you. I'm going to have my family come and steal your food. Like, I don't care about you anymore. Um, And then Linguini comes to like apologize. And then what is his, what is the other rat's name? I want to call him Gus, like the fat ass. Uh, <laughs> 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 ruins it. From Cinderella. It's, uh, it's yeah. Emil. Emil. Emil, yeah. Emil ruins it. And then he finds out that Remy's been like giving them food. And then he's like, dude, what the hell? Like we've been through this. And um, like the one them. time that Remy did wrong, Linguini found out. And then. Of course. Right. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Right. So, uh, so then at that point, um, there's uh, like all the chefs leave because they're like this guy's talking about a fucking rat cooking right and colette even leaves yes yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um but then she gets stopped by like this whole anyone can cook moment yeah she's like okay i'm gonna come back so she comes back mm. and ego's there and he's waiting for he's like just surprise me he doesn't yeah. order anything in particular yeah and so that's when remy is actually asked for all of his rat friends to come and make food which his dad, well his dad shows up and he's like that, and he's like these rats just, don't know how to cook no 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 well, well Remy's like directing them like yeah. he's like yeah, he's a conductor there's no way there's no fucking way oh, there's like you're, 17 now you're critiquing now the movie about, I said like, I had no the rat chef you know, <laughs> and this is also when we lock up the food inspector because right. we find hog tie and gag the food inspector who also happens to show up on the same night. They tie him up with a rope, oh my strap God. his mouth with duct tape, and Skinner also shows up yes. trying to like foil the whole thing. Right. Um, gag and throw him in the fridge too. So they're like kidnapping these two people and right. like holding them hostage. So then and you have this kitchen full of rats to cooking. Make- Ratatouille, of course. Yes, which is like apparently the most basic, like peasanty Italian dish. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's like a really, really basic dish. Like I, I think I compare it to like a gumbo from New Orleans. Okay. Um, but yeah. it's just like a, it's yeah, a home it's, food. Sure. Yeah, it's sure. just like three different kinds of squash that are sliced up thin with like a bolognese sauce. With bolognese. That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Like it's yeah. nothing. And it's insane. dressed up a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but they take it out to the food critic. And Ego loves it. And you actually have this really touching moment where he has like this flashback to when he's like a child in like 1930s Paris and his mom serves him ratatouille and he it tastes the same as how his mom made it. And he's like, he doesn't cry, but he like, he drops his pen and he has like this huge emotional reaction and just starts shoveling it into his mouth and... I love quick character development. Yeah, so like, like those, so the light bulb well aha, done. like yeah. turn, you know, mm-hmm. and you're just like kind of waiting for that. So then to wrap it up, basically what happens at this point is they actually shut down the restaurant. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> they have to let the inspector go. Right. right. You can't just like hold him hostage for forever. Right. Um, but then the food critic uh, finds out about everything. They tell him what happened and he doesn't really say anything he invests in a part rat part person rest- <laughs> restaurant la ratatouille yeah, yeah. it's the, weird does like the general public know though because he I never don't... mentioned rats in his review of course so i don't think they know no knows because he ends up like looking remy in the eye at the very end of the movie he's like oh, uh, surprise there's me. a little stair thing on the door right, right. yeah it's very rat friendly that kitchen is right. yeah <laughs> I actually remember when I had my pet rats, mm-hmm. I remember we ordered pizza and I went to go pick it up and I had one of the rats on my shoulder. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. Um, I, so, I walked in and they're like, what the fuck? I would have... For any pizza guys delivering, just please don't uh, deliver pizza to, to the Carvers. No, Carver Carvers. No. Farmer Carvers, nah. I'm fine. I'm fine with rats. They will pick up only. You waited to tell me that now. You didn't know that? We have, as of June 20th, we've been together for 11 years, and you, like, never told me that. No, I that walked is, into a pizza place, and he was troubling. just sitting there, a little salty, was sitting that's there. A little and I was like, oh, isn't that, though? Isn't that? Is it, it look is. how cute, look yeah. how cute my rat is. I'll pick up the pizza, and they're like, get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been like, like, door. Like, they now. literally, like, they're, they're, face just Holy fell shit. as they saw me walking in with Who a rat. Who took you to the pizza parlor? No, when I drove myself. You drove yourself with You your drove you and your rat to a pizza parlor? Better. Is this after you saw Ratatouille? No, Ratatouille wasn't around yet. I can't. This is going in a completely different direction, Megan. I'm learning so much about you. It's just such a weird story. It's not like you're taking Rocket to, you're taking a mouse. Pizza parlor. You, he was my pet. Can you imagine if a food inspector came in and they were like, there's a rat in here? <laughs> no, it's my pet. Don't worry about it. Oh, don't worry about it. This is my pet rat. Oh, fuck. It's my rat. Okay. Anyway, so happy endings all around. The food oh critic gosh. loves this new restaurant. Uh, all right. Remy and Linguini and Colette are all together. Happy together. Happy ever after. Also, uh, I feel like Remy has accepted uh, who he is. Like yeah. he's, he's come full circle in knowing that he's different and that he wants something more for himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he also, there's like this little rat restaurant on top of the actual restaurant. Yes. His whole family is there too. Oh, good, yeah. Eating the food that he's cooking. So yeah. his family finally accepts who he is as right. well uh, for his differences and everything. And so Stafford, what did you think of this movie? 
Good movie. Like, solid. Honestly, like, now that I'm talking to you guys, I feel like I like it more. Yeah. Um, but pretty pretty good movie. I Out of a scale of 10, I think I would give it right now in this moment a 7. I previously rated it, though, so let me see what I rated it. Um, and then I'll let you know, like, if my rating... What, what about you guys? What would you guys put it as? I mean, I... Uh, so, my only thing I had... Um, let's see here. I had a note, there are two notes that I had, which was that Disney tends to villainize the very tall and thin and the very short and fat. Yes. <laughs> I am a Disney villain, yes. I don't, like, I don't understand. And then my aunt, who's a redhead, she pointed out, she's like, yeah, and they make a lot of, like, Disney villains have red hair as well. That's, like, another thing. Or they make them fat. Yeah. Or it's, like, it's an interesting point, which I thought was weird. And then I also, too, at the end, when we've got all the rats cooking, I'm like, Remy's the only one who knows how to cook. It's not like he left them recipes. The rats can't read. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But also, Remy's running around like a madman. <laughs> I, I can't accept it. I need to update for a second. On this app, I apparently at one time gave Ratatouille a nine. Oh. So maybe I actually did like the movie and <laughs> I just think I hated it. There are also it. so many little like things that were there for the parents. I love that shit. Like, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Like no. when Linguini's like, I need to tell you something. I have a small and yes. then Colette like very quickly. Like, looks right. down I never up. even noticed that until it's we so watched great. it this time around where she's like, uh, <laughs> so great. <laughs> And then, like, when the other guy, when uh, the the sous chef is like, oh, I see rats everywhere. And the, <laughs> the guy that was doing the DNA is like, is this something I should be worried about? Like, <laughs> so great. Yeah, as with so most well Pixar done. movies or even, like, DreamWorks uh, movies like that, they always have, like, those Just little moments that the, the adults will pick up yeah. on because they know they're sitting in the theater for their kids. Yeah. Uh, shall we hop into some trivia? Let's hop into trivia. Is it trivia time? I'm it's so excited. Do you have any trivia, Stafford, just so I know? I don't have any trivia. Okay, right. you're just excited. Sorry. Right. Let's uh, cue that trivia music. Here we go. Okay. Uh, pet rats were kept at the studio in the hallway for more than a year so that the animators could study the movements of their fur, noses, ears, paws, and their tails. They got the attention to detail. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I felt like they did a really good uh, especially job. Especially the breathing. That was something I noticed. Yeah. Uh, to find out how to animate the scene where the head chef is wet, they actually dressed someone in a chef suit, put them in a swimming pool <laughs> to see which parts of the suit stuck to the body and which parts were see-through. I volunteer for that job. Oh, not that part. Never mind. Not the see-through part. <laughs> Um, in France, where the movie is set, the movie actually broke the record for the biggest debut of any animated film to premiere in France. Interesting. Oh, I, I feel like there aren't a lot of things that are animated, like, in France, though, for France, you know? Maybe? Am I, I wrong? I like, the is little it... prince. I can't no. think of anything. I'm thinking of, like, this movie called Ballerina or Leap. Um, oh, that you guys... right. Yeah, yes. that's the only thing that I've seen, though. Mm. Yeah. Uh about the different characters and the hairs that were rendered for every character. Remy's character, the rat, had 1.15 million hairs rendered for his CGI character, whereas, like, Colette has, like, 115,000. 
but the average person has 110,000 hairs. So one of the greatest things like I love about Pixar and watching Pixar is like their attention to detail when it comes to like hair and hair yeah. movements. Water um, as well. And water. Yeah. 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 Just so good. all of that is it so, is. so good. Um, and uh, the Oregon tie-in that I was talking about, uh, Brad Bird is actually a graduate of Corvallis High School. Really? So, yeah, uh, good uh, director. Um, also, marketing tie-ins proved to be very problematic for this movie because no food company or food product wanted to be associated <laughs> with anything that had a rat on it, which I was... <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> Could you imagine, like, a Ragu partnership with, like, a rat on the label? I'd be like, no. <laughs> um, and something that I uh, didn't realize was uh, Gusto's first and last names, August Gusto, are anagrams of. Oh! Like Stanley Elnass. Yeah. Do you know what I actually realized yesterday? I was cleaning my room and I realized that Sonos is the same frontwards and backwards. Had no idea. Oh my God, it is. Oh, it is. Yeah. <laughs> and their logo is very much like, you can you can look at it on any angle and right. it looks like I Sonos. A, I have a friend of mine who works for- There's a name for that. What's that? It's an anagram. Smart. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's an, smart. It's an anagram front and back. It's smart. Um, and lastly, Brad Bird uh, cast Patton Oswalt in the main role after hearing his standard routine about the menu <laughs> the Black Angus Steakhouse. Oh, I thought it was going to be the Kentucky Fried Chicken uh, one. Oh, me too. Have you that heard that, Stafford? No, I don't know who Patton Oswalt is. You do. You, you'd Here's probably, like, if you saw it. Oh, nope, Patton I do. Right I just looked him up on Wikipedia. Yeah. I do. Yeah, yep. You know who he is. Um, so he does. <laughs> he did this one stand-up routine where he's talking about the KFC bowls that they had. <laughs> where it's mm -hmm. like, if you remember, they're, they're literally just, like, it's mashed potatoes and corn and chicken yeah. and like and gravy, gravy just and butter pushed into a bowl <laughs> and he's like this is the laziest sack of shit meal i've ever seen like you might as well just put it into a needle and inject it directly into my femoral artery like he's like and they cannot keep these uh, things on the shelves they sell out right every, every day, day. <laughs> it's like it's like the the uh those particular chicken sandwiches at popeyes like mm -hmm. Um, I remember the last time those sandwiches uh, came through. Yeah, somebody died. There were, well, I mean, not only did somebody like get shot over one, but like there's a Popeyes across the street from Row House. Mm -hmm. And I remember going outside and like seeing lines out the door for it. It was crazy, crazy. Absolutely crazy. Yeah, but another part of Patton Oswalt, I think another part of that is when he says you eat so many of those, you become so fat that every word starts with a B. <laughs> and you're like, well, buy some, buy, buy like the order the, 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 the. <laughs> It's really funny. Oh, uh, so, uh, oh, no. would you would you recommend Ratatouille? I would, hundred percent. Yeah. Who, who do you think you would recommend it to? Who would I recommend it to? Um, probably anyone who wants to be a chef. Um, <laughs> that's a pretty basic one. I don't know. I would, it's a good family film. Like very, like Pixar has weirdly, like their newer movies aren't necessarily like what their older movies were, where like yeah. they were good for kids and parents. Um, but this is a good flick that you could turn on if your kid's annoying you. Just turn that on. You can watch it as well and you would probably really like it. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. It'll occupy your kid for two hours. Yeah. Right. That's the other thing. I <laughs> cannot... Scroll through Instagram while you're doing that. Yeah, two for sure. hours. Yeah. Like, come 
fun. Lazy long for uh, kids movies. And it really it engaged you the whole time. Yeah, and that's another thing that I'll I'll I would say um, is that it's even though it is a long runtime, I wasn't I wasn't bored. Even though it's not like my personal like top tier Pixar movie, like I was I was engaged the mm-hmm. whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying every moment was like a knockout, but um, I should also say that this film won an Oscar. Or best animated feature. Did it really? Oh, yeah, it won, it won an Academy Award. So, uh, so maybe nine surprise. out of ten was was allowed. Maybe I was right. Yeah, yeah. it was okay. Yeah, yeah, like, I think that's the meta score. I think is like a ninety-six. Like it's insane. Yeah. Really? Like all yeah. combined reviews are like a ninety-six for this movie. It's Wait, nuts. What was it? Oh, Stafford. What is your top tier Pixar though? Wally, hands down. Duh. Wow. Wow. Wally. That was fast. Yeah. No, yeah. A lot of people, I remember seeing it with my grandmother in theaters, leaving the theater and her being like, that was the most boring piece of shit I've ever seen in my entire life. And me being like, excuse me, I was, this was beautiful. Like, it was like so captivating. It was weird that like, I didn't like, at the beginning, there's not a lot of speaking, um, but I didn't necessarily notice any of it because it's like really good visual storytelling. And then, like, the love thing and then, like, the future of it all. Honestly, yeah, top Pixar movie. Honestly, like, when people ask me, I have different categories of my favorite movies. Um, but, like, whenever they say, like, best animated, that's very high up there. That and Zootopia are my two top two. Oh, Zootopia. I haven't actually watched Zootopia start to end mm. with the sound on. That's a crime. Wow. <laughs> Specifically the sound on, because sound it's on. always, I'm always on a plane and the kid in front of me is watching mm. it. So right, I just right. watch in between the <laughs> I don't actually bother to turn it on my own thing. You have to. Jenny Slate is so funny in it and um, Jennifer Goodwin, I think, is in it. So good. So, so good. Yeah. No, Zootopia is the one with the bunny. Oh, 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 Jason Bateman. The sloth. Jason yes. Bateman, like the, the sloth, sloth DMV. What am I? DMV. Oh, I was thinking of Madagascar. Yes, Madagascar. I feel like right. these studios put out competing movies. They do. Um, would you, Megan, would you recommend? Yes, of course. Yeah. I would, honestly, this this is good for anybody. Like, yeah. if you want to be enchanted as fuck, watch this movie. <laughs> like, it's sweet, and, and it covers a lot of different topics, actually, and I think it's, um, it's actually a really good introduction to kids to, A, say, you can be more than what people tell you yeah. you can be. Mm-hmm. And also be like, trust yourself. You actually know yourself very, very well. Yeah, more than So, you, think, you know, yeah. as long as you follow your North Star, you're you're going to be A-OK. And yeah. you can do great things if you believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. So I think it's good for literally. I didn't even really get like that inclusivity element until you brought it up, Ben. But yeah, it's it's one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like there's so much happening though that I'm not saying it's glossed over, but at the same time, the the movie kind of wraps up pretty did fast. Did you hear him? I did. Uh, the movie snores. the movie wraps up. It does wrap up fast. fast. So uh, yeah. I think you have to kind of like grab those moments when you can. But if yeah. you really think about yeah. it, um, yeah, I recommend the movie too. It's not like again my favorite Pixar movie. What's yours? Um, I I want to say Toy Story, but mm. I remember. I have so much, like, nostalgia tied in with that because, like, I saw that in the theater, like, with my mom and dad and with all my siblings. And I also, I saw the original animated Lion King with my grandma uh, in the theater, and we were both just, like, so blown away by what we'd just seen. So I have all these amazing memories with these kinds of movies. But I think Toy Story in itself 
was so revolutionary. It like was. for all it the was. movies that I'd seen in the theater up into that point, which had been a lot. Yeah. To see some a, a movie made on a computer like that was right. crazy good. Yeah. Right. So I don't know if anything has yet to like really knock that experience. Is Avatar? Uh, Tangled's his name. And so that's actually really interesting because whenever we were talking about like the different hairs, um, Tangled is Disney. Moana with like the water is Disney. Like they're starting to really blur the lines of Disney Pixar, which I don't know that I hate. I don't know that I love. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I think Tangled is better than Frozen. And I love Moana. We still haven't seen Frozen 2, which Stafford says is better than Frozen. Oh, good. You have to, please. Oh, my God. It's so, and like, I I love Frozen only because I like had to work in Frozen for like a year and a half. Um, (laughs) But but like, just taking how I feel about Frozen out of it, like, I think that it is a very good movie. And it's like that one I definitely recommend. And I'm not, we're not recapping Frozen 2 right now, but I definitely recommend that for like any, any adult too, because it's a little bit of like a darker kind of Disney movie. Like we have like Anna, Anna going through like a depression of sorts with like a really dark song. Um, I definitely recommend it. So good. So good. We might have to give that a watch. Might have to. Also too. Well, okay. We have other stuff. We have other movies to watch. We do. <laughs> so many movies to watch. Whenever you recap Frozen Two, I will happily give my opinion. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Yeah. That opinion. would be so great. Absolutely. I was thinking about that before. Actually, I think that would be great. Awesome. Um. Yeah. So I think that's it. That's it. Thank awesome. You. We did it. So much, Stafford, for coming oh on. God. Thank we- you for having me. This was so much fun, you guys. Like, it's so much fun to watch you guys and like hear your commentary. But like being a part of it is just it elevates it just a little bit for me. And well, I to be it. fair, you have been a part of most of the ones recently it's because true. you're always commenting and we talk back to you. <laughs> you're like the one person. We you're can like count. the one person that comments on all of our YouTube things that so we talk back. I'm to. in quarantine and I support my friends. What can I say? Uh, what can no, I? Do? And I love. I love that you guys are doing the new thing with your ad revenue and donating those to like great causes um yeah yeah that's the least right a great segue to remember to again the best thing that you can do right now if you can't donate money if you don't have a a penny to spend because you are laid off thanks to covid and you want to help other people but it's fine we flatten the curve we save lives all right but if that's the case and you want to help um, you can listen to our podcast. You can share our podcast. You can get us more listens because more listens equals more money from sponsorships. And all of the money that we are making for the rest of June, as well as all of July, is going to the NAACP uh, Education and Legal Defense, defense legal Fund. Yeah. yeah, I've messed that up. <laughs> the Education and the Defense of Legals and the, the <laughs> and the, funds. The name of the bank and Mary Poppins. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. um, and uh stafford do you want to give a, yeah, give a shout a out to your own yours. yeah so hey guys i have a podcast of my own me and my friend rachel do a podcast called Kip- tipsy tell all it's a pop entertainment news um podcast so we're going over the top news of the week what's going on in our lives, shows and music that we're listening to. It's a lot of fun. We actually recorded an episode today. It comes out every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. Um, and you can find it on all major platforms. So subscribe wherever you subscribe to podcasts and then follow us on Instagram at Tipsy Tell All. To be fair, I do agree with Rachel that I think right now it's weird to go out on dates in a pandemic because you're standing outside of a bar yeah. talking at each other. Like it's odd. Yeah, like, yeah. 
it could be like some really great foreplay for some people though oh my god <laughs> you could just do like connect just the big ass connect four with, with rubber <laughs> gloves that sounds better <laughs> yeah the reason why i'm so detrimentally single right now is because i refuse to go to a bar it's with a random stranger during a pandemic not yeah, I, I can't wait to listen to the part on your podcast today where you talk about the United States beating COVID-19. <laughs> yeah, it's wait. big story. Big, top, top, top news. No one's covering it though, it's weird. No, it's no. It's so odd. No, we're the one and only media company that is <laughs> letting you know. That's our mission. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, awesome, tipsy tell all, yeah. Uh, subscribe, listen, share, uh, tell your friends. Tell your friends. You should also like, subscribe, and share our podcast, of course, wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Stafford. Thank you so much for having me. When we uh, crack Frozen 2, we're going to let you know. Yeah, that would be great. Uh, I'm down. Let's do it. We know what we're doing next week. Uh, I don't know if we should announce it here. Should we? we I like cliffhangers. You like cliffhangers? I like cliffhangers. cliffhangers. Uh, Make them follow you on Instagram to find out. Yes. You can check out our Instagram at... Simac Podcast. Simac Podcast. We will say right now that it is a sequel and it is also a summer blockbuster. Oh. It is a sequel to a movie we have talked about. That's That doesn't help any. That there, there is like, not a greatest so showman, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Highest grossing episode. Uh, uh, the greatest showman. Yeah, M-E-N, because there's two of them. That's a sequel. That's a sequel. They're just going to cake on more makeup to Hugh Jackman. and Everyone loves the McDonald's movie. Uh, Everyone loves it. Love it. Have to. There was a joke on Space Force about uh, Greatest Showman. There was? Yeah, Ben Schwartz was like, say what you want. The movie was crap, but that soundtrack was amazing. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Like, he knows. Like, I love the music. The movie was shit. Oh, my God. Anyways. Anyways, um, Thank you so much for everybody for listening, for tuning in. Thank you, Stafford, for coming on and uh, joining us today. It's a pleasure having you. And, um, yeah, I think that's everything. We will uh, see you guys next week. And uh, be sure to look at our Instagram for next week's movie. Bye. Bye.